SSBA. Welcome to the third episode of the SSBA podcast. This is your host, Swim Funk, and just wanted to uh, sat down with Fitz and we discussed the free agency plans as far as teams, um, some of the new things that we will be implementing in the uh, free agency. So yeah, have a sit down, relax. The podcast, the interview goes roughly 45 minutes. Um, let me know, uh, let us know if you have any other questions. Enjoy. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, what up, Conrad? How you doing? I'm blessed, baby. I'm blessed. All right, that's what I like to hear. Well, welcome to SSBA, episode three, the off-season free agent, or slash free agent, I guess, uh, you know, just a little, uh, little show to hopefully talk about some of the changes that have um, been taken into effect uh, this offseason. Um, we are currently on game three of the finals, so we do not have a winner to report as of yet. Um, yeah, but, hey, yeah, hey, not not yet, but uh, <laughs> it's it's looking like it's headed uh, looking like it's headed to Philly right now. That's why that's why I just finished watching. Uh, was preparing to watch game three, I guess, before we uh did this. Yeah, it ain't it ain't looking too good. So we look like we didn't get a uh, not getting an exciting finals this year. So yeah, the games have been um been pretty close for the most part, and then uh, it seems like rain pulls away and. Uh, rain, red can't kind of close that gap, uh, and I know that that feeling all too well. Is when I face rain, uh, you just can't can't break through. You know, you keep it at seven, eight points or ten, and you just can't can't get it under there. So, um, but yeah, we wanted to do this podcast. Um, just an FYI, I am driving on my way home, so we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, I can uh, contribute as much as I can. And um, but. Um, yeah, so we wanted to talk about the free agency plans. Um, so we will be having a write-up, um, hopefully within the next day, maybe tonight, depending on how soon the finals ends. Um, I know I kind of, I think we're ready to start tomorrow if we can. If the finals end today. What are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like we got everything done on back off as far as what we need to. We got everybody's off-season plans in. Uh, we got some things we're obviously about to go over on this phone call right now. Um, like I said, just the timeline would be the main thing. But uh, I think functionally, if the finals end and somebody had to push a button, I do think we're in a position to be able to start as soon as possible. Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, we would just have to get the retirements done. Um, and, and then that's pretty much it. I, th- I think everything else is ready to go. Um, yep. You know, this is not our first rodeo. So, um, you know, we've been through this all before. So. Um, a couple of um, additions that we kind of talked about before. Money will be playing a bigger factor. So teams will not be able to offer less. At least they shouldn't. I mean, there, there may be little instances there, here and there, but we tried to balance it out. In addition with that, we also bumped up the a couple of the modifiers as far as um, the returning team. We gave them an extra 100 and what else was there? One more? I forget. Um, oh no, it looked like the, well, it was, the no well, trade. It was all I think. Them, so yeah, like the returning yeah. player went from one hundred to two hundred. No trade went from uh, one fifty to two fifty. Uh, then on the playoffs, it went from one hundred to two hundred, and and three hundred to four hundred. So essentially, got a, a hundred point bump everywhere. And uh, and when Swim said that money's more important, guys, just to let you know exactly how much more important we're talking. 
Last year, every dollar was worth one point. This year, it's going to be worth three. So you're talking three times more, more important that, you know, each dollar, well, excuse me, each million uh, is holding, you know, with the amount of weight now and offer that you do. So that's one of those, you know, even with the plus 100 bonus to like the return and plan, stuff like that, that pales in comparison. We're talking three times more value now on each million dollars that you spend. So that's one of those that, again, you know, for you small market teams out there that, you know, are, that are fearful that, God, you know, I don't necessarily want to get into a bidding war because my profile doesn't stand up for my coach on my winning. This is your opportunity now, this year, with us doing this. Put your money where your mouth is. Again, three times more weight. So you can make up a lot of room on those and top that, And teams. that does help. And that does help the returning team as well because technically if they do have a cap hold, they can offer more money, Absolutely. which money is more powerful. So it just it just gives a little boost to the returning team. It's not gonna not gonna create any huge difference, but the thing we wanted to stop was the thirty million from a champion or from a lesser team equaling fifteen million from a championship right, level team. Right, right. Um, so Another change that we also um, moved was the uh, timing of the bidding. Uh, we are going to put a 10% kicker on any bid that, that any bid that the player gets that is the first bid. So, and you know, the, the cool thing about that spreadsheet is it's not has nothing to do with me entering any data or anything. It's all automated, time-stamped. Yep. yep. Um, so there'll be a 10% kicker there. The second uh, bid will just be a flat normal rate and then the third bid the last bid will be a uh 90 bid so you lose 10 percent um and what he and and, and what and what he means by that guys is this so because you're probably thinking okay well what if five what if five people bid on somebody so he's still going to take the top three total you know total points offers out of those five but from there whoever had the first offer in He's going to get the 10% bonus, like he said. Whoever was in the middle would be, um, you know, just flat to get whatever the calculator totals out to. And whoever the last offer is uh, out of those five that makes it into the top three would end up getting docked the, uh, the, yeah. the 10%. And I, and I know that when we uh, when we enter the balls in before, um, you know, when the, as the bids come in, we need to put what mark, what level they're at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do think that you know that 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 bonus needs to be factored in um, to whether they get a seat at the table or not. So um, we will make sure that we follow the order. Uh, I think I have a good idea of how we're going to do that. I might just create another column and put one, two, or three. Yeah. So where you fall on that spectrum, just for our reference and and for you as well. Um, yeah. And again, guys, so, this is uh, the the big reason we're doing that. You know, everybody. You got to understand that there's never going to be a 100% sure way to deter sniping, as you guys want to call it. You know, even in our system where, again, what, you know, since there's stuff other than money that's important coming in at, at a certain point in time normally wouldn't have an effect. But, again, this is just kind of going to, to deter guys from doing that and, and kind of make people show their hand early. You know, we're going to find yeah. out we're going to find out right away who wants to go after Anthony Davis. We're going to find out right away who may be targeting some of those guys on the bottom, and that's who I'm excited to swim is those guys that not necessarily the max guys, but when you get that 10% kicker on maybe some of those guys in that 75 to 79 range who might be secondary targets 
for some of those guys missing on the max. I think that's where it could get interesting. Yeah, it, it is going to be interesting, especially now that we um, we have moved um, restricted free agency up to the first advance. Mm. So, um, you know, so you're going to have to decide, do I want to get my RFA target or do I want to be ahead? Because really there's no point in putting in a UFA bid on anyone because they don't get decided until 6 o'clock. The only reason why you're putting that in, or I'm saying the second advance, I'm assuming the first advance RFAs are at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's generally what we've been doing. But, um, yeah, you know, you're going to have to choose. Do you want to get my bonus in or do I want to go into an RFA and try and have that team match? So um, it, it is going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And, um I mean, we did kick around an idea where, like, you know, rather than first bid, maybe within first hour. But then we thought, hell, the only thing that's doing is pushing snipers to the 59th minute of the first hour. Bingo. You know, so it really doesn't solve any issues. It just makes the sniping, I guess, earlier. Bingo. Um, Bingo. But it's just, yeah. So, hey, when free agency opens, if you want a guy, put your bid in on that time. We're going by timestamps. So if you want that bonus and you are serious about that player, um, there really is no reason for any returning teams to wait. Exactly. Uh, might as well get that bonus, and the you know you already got that capital already there, so it's it's pointless to wait. Absolutely. Um, so that that is the uh, the plan for um, free agency. We're going to hopefully start it within either today or uh, not tomorrow. Or tomorrow or uh, Friday, we'll, we will see uh, what the, the finals uh, entails. And maybe it might be just a good, good idea just to wait till Friday. And, yeah. You know. That kind of gives us a day. Yeah. Exactly. Just making sure ready. everything's, you know, all of our uh, T's are crossed and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, we're planning on going over um, free agency. Day one will still be three-year max and two-year offers. Mm-hmm. Um, First advance will be RFAs only. Mm-hmm. Um, so any RFA that has an offer on day one will um, will make a decision, right? Hey, and let me, uh, let, let me go into that real quick too, Swim, yes. just again. I sent out a briefing uh, via Twitter a couple days ago over the weekend. I can't remember. Uh, just want to explain to everybody again some of the changes we're doing to restricted free agency and why. You know, it's just always kind of been a uh, – you know, gray area, like, man, you know, I might see a young guy I might want to, you know, try to get because, you know, I don't know how high that returning team's willing to reach, but you always find yourself in the situation of, man, you know, I want to tie my money up on somebody that I, I don't control the rights to, or do I want to make an offer on someone, um, someone else that I could potentially be in a little bit more favorable position. So because a lot of that reason, a lot of the restricted free agents would go untouched. And, and, and just kind of let folks know, that creates a serious potential competitive imbalance in a, in a league where we use the actual salary cap because if the right guys aren't getting paid, and, and I say that to say, sure, you know, we've put provisions in the CBA to make sure that certain guys based on accomplishment or based on how they progress uh, get paid max money, but it's not really those guys. It's a lot of those guys in that middle portion where, you know, if you're getting a, a mid-level or all-star type player, maybe not a superstar, you know, for a lot less than market value. So uh, the first thing we're doing, like Swim said, is going to have all of the restricted free agents be the first advance. And the way that works is this. Every restricted free agent that gets an offer is going to come up at this first advance. 
they're going to go to the calculator just like any other free agent. And what happens is this. At that first advance period, Swim going to run the calculator. A winner is going to be named. That returning team is going to have to decide right then, are they going to match this offer or are they going to let the new team win the rights to that player? Uh, obviously, if the new team wins the rights to that player, that money will hit that books right away. The, the qualifying offer will come off for the uh, for the returning team. If the returning team decides to to match on that player, obviously that new team will get that money back, and that money wouldn't hit until the end of day two. Potentially, it wouldn't hit until the end of day two for uh, you know for the returning team. Now, what also can happen now with wrinkle that we added. If you got a restricted free agent out there, and I'm gonna just throw, I'm gonna just throw a name out there. I'm gonna say Denzel Valentine. I'm, I'm gonna use him because I know Swim actually pronounced his rights. But let's say he was still a restricted free agent, and he didn't get an offer on the end of day one, or at the end of that first advance period. Swim would have been in a position to say, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and extend this guy for two years at his day one minimum of ten million dollars, or I'm not gonna touch him and let him go out there for day two. Now. That's a little bit of strategy involved in that. Here's why. For $10 million a season for Swim, he may not see it. But now, what if a lot of these other guys who miss out on their day one targets come into day two with a lot of money? And now I just want to deliberately drive that price up on somebody like a Valentine. He could end up finding himself actually paying more. You know, same thing for like the DeJounte Murrays, the Buddy Hills, and stuff like that. So just because a guy don't get an offer on day one, the same process that we do on day one of free agency is also going to be on day two. It's also going to be the first advance. It's going to be our restricted free agents as well. So just don't, so don't think just because your guy don't get touched on day one, that, that that's it. You're going to get him for his day two minimum. Cause you're going to have a lot of guys that miss on day one, going to come back on day two with that money. And that might be, you know, when they try to get a little bit more aggressive to make sure that they get something out of this, out of this free agency. So we think that's really going to be a, uh, it's going to add a different level of strategy two stuff this year uh and then just the reverberating effects that it's gonna have on the league you gonna have higher contracts overall out there um so that can make you know trading and other things like that more difficult but but for the most part you're gonna start to see fair value on, on a lot of these players yeah I, I think that was one thing that we definitely wanted to stress this offseason is we we tried something new with the rfa in the middle of the uh, day two last year and it just didn't it didn't work as we hoped. There really wasn't many RFAs that got offers. Maybe it was just the talent level of the RFAs weren't that great. Um, but, yeah, the RFAs just seemed to get, kind of get ignored, and, and partly because teams had money you know, already you know, spent on day one. Um, it was in the middle of day two, so teams had money you know, pending um, on day two free agents. So, this way, we, we just want to get it out of the way, get it out of the way first, which is important that players get equal or good value, um, at least we hope. You know, no UFAs will be signed prior to any of these RFAs. So technically, these guys should be your first target. I mean, if you, if you want to go after some UFAs and get that first bid bonus, that, that's your, you know, you can do that. But um, and, and it really is important to... Look at the team that who has that cap hold. Look at their financial situation. Bingo. You, know, you gotta teams gotta really start like thinking like, man, is this is is this player really worth going into the luxury for? Like, bingo. 
15 million, I, I could put this, this team into luxury. And, you know, it, it just, you got to start looking at that. Also look at max, you know, you can only have three max deals per team. Some of these teams, if, if, if you offer them a max, they can't even legally accept these max play max deals. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, that, that's a good point, Swim, that you just brought up. And, and he's going to hate me for doing this, but I'm looking at the Kings, right? I'm looking at the Kings, right? He made that trade. Let's remember, he already got D'Angelo Russell and Kevin Love on a max deal. And now he's got Marquise Chris and uh, and Buddy Hill yep. up in free agency. Now, again, the, the max on those guys is $29 million. Again, probably in real life, Chris and Hill don't deserve it, but looking at some of their ratings on the game, they may be in line for that. And so you're saying, okay, well, if one of those guys gets a max, what's the issue? Well, the issue, he's going to have DeAndre Ayton coming up in a couple of years. So now if he already got three max guys on the, on the deal, and then with DeAndre Ayton progression, he'll definitely be at or above an 85, hasn't qualified per the Rose rule or anything like that. He's going to have a situation on his hands. Who does he let go? Yeah. But then it ain't that easy to let somebody go when they're making 29 to $30 million. That's a little bit more difficult to find a trade. So again, guys getting paid, not only is it gonna have effect right now, but going, you know, going forward can really put some teams in some situations where they have to make some uh some decisions. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as far as how aggressive people are with RFA. Uh I think I actually am gonna use my money just to drive up a price on a player. And if I win them, good. If not, then you know, good as well. Cause uh, I don't know. I, I'm we can't keep seeing these Rodney Rodney Hood for seven mil RFA deals. Um, you know yeah, that was just yeah. uh, that was a joke. Season one. Um, yeah. So that's that's um, that's one of the new changes. That's a big change for the uh, whole system. So then we will um, we will continue with the uh, the twenty random. And I actually want to maybe was thinking about pushing it to thirty um, on day one. Possibly we will uh, we will finalize that or. Um, and then also um, something came up as far as what if a free agent comes up for random signings but doesn't have any offers? I forget how we did it. Did that does that player go back into the random group? Yeah, or well, that, I mean, yeah, that, yeah that was that was that was how we did it last year. Uh, okay, that 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 player went back into that random group. And again, okay. guys, the, re- the reason that we're doing that is because, like Swim said, we're strongly considering opening it up instead of just those top twenty to get to those to get to those top thirty. Because what we don't want to happen again is that those top teams, and I can use myself as an example, it ain't fair to the rest of you guys if I'm able to just miss. And and even with the top 20 thing coming up, if I'm able to just miss, repeat, miss, repeat, miss, repeat. So now opening that up to that top 30, now you're getting into looking at this year's classes. You know, you got your guys like your Derrick Roses, your Robert Covington and stuff like that, whose names could potentially come up earlier than they did last season. So now if a guy is your main target, your number one target, and you're going after him, what we want is with the 10% kicker that's going in, with opening up the advance to potentially include more names, and with doing restricted free agency early, we want to reward you guys for being smart, having a plan, and, and making these guys a true priority. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that would be just top 30 UFA. So that doesn't even include all the uh, RFAs that are included Absolutely. on top of that list. Absolutely. Um, it would it would it would open up the player pool even more, uh, and then um, let's see one thing that um, let's see what else I had another topic um, I had a, something about a free agency that I wanted to talk about um, 
I don't know. We'll see if I can bring that back up. Um, so what else is on the agenda? I'm <laughs> well, like I said, I'm just looking now. You know, I think we kind of, you know, really went over everything. Uh, just to discuss again, the uh, the minimum offers, guys. So for guys with an 80 overall and up, and again, it's important to remember, these overalls are based on the previous or current season. This is not with progression and going into what some of these guys may decline. Some of these guys may go up, but we use this based off of the current season, you know, and kind of think of it this way. The Mavericks didn't really know what they were getting in Chandler Parsons to after they signed the contract on that max. So it's the same thing here. But um, so guys 80 and up their minimum day one offer is going to be 18 million. Now, obviously this doesn't include that. Some guys who based on the CBA have to receive max contract offers on day one. Some of these guys might fall today too, but the minimum day one offer for most guys, 80 and up, will be $18 million. When you get to that range of guys with overall rating between 75 and 79, there's going to be your guys like your uh, your Rudy Gage, your Derek Roses, your Derek Favors, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, Clarkson's, guys like that. You'll be looking at $10 million on the first year, the minimum offer for those guys. And then when you get to your guys rated uh, 74 and below, and this year is a pretty deep crop of those guys. I'm looking at J.R. Smith. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Matthew Delavadova. I'm looking at uh, Wayne Ellis and Tony Snell. The minimum day one offer for these guys is going to be $7.5 million. Now, day two, yep. all of these offers will uh, also get cut in half. But that's going to be the minimum day one offers for these guys. And, again, we're not pulling these numbers out of our ass, guys. It's, you will look at the salary cap, and they're being raised you know, each year based on the cap going up as well, too. So you might be thinking, man, two years ago, the minimum offer for one of those guys was only $12 million. Yeah, but the cap's going up each year. As the salary cap goes up, the minimum offers and everything going to go up as well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all about, like, you know, making sure these players get what we think is equal value. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. So Let me, I, I want to say something, too, from that. One thing this year that's going to be neat, like we said, with, with, the, uh, with the salary cap going up, the amount of the mid-level exception also went up. And this year, yep. it's, it's $10.1 million. Now, just to go over the mid-level exception again, because I know we got some new guys here in the league. Essentially, what that is, is, is we find ourselves that a lot of guys were getting signed on day one, but then a lot of good guys were falling to day three getting signed for vet minimum. So what this mid-level exception is, is for you if you have less than $10 million in actual cap space, but more than $10 million away from being in the luxury. So again, that's less than $10 million in cap space, but more than $10 million away from the luxury. So essentially, if you go into day two and you've only got $3 million left in space, you can use that $10.1 million mid-level exception. Now that doesn't mean you can add that 10.1 mil to your three and have 13. It's a one-time deal. You can't split it. All has to be offered to one player and one full amount of 10.1 million to get back to my point though why that's important because this year the day two minimum amount for those guys 80 and up is actually only nine million dollars so when you look somebody like an isaiah thomas a paul Millsap, a lamarcus aldridge who could fall to day two a 10.1 million mid-level exception with maybe a free agent package to get a 25 percent kicker so now that 10.1 is really acting more like 12.6, you might be in position. So that's something, again, for these lesser market teams to think about. Hmm, do I really want these big market guys to be able to get to day two 
and use that mid-level exception to poach on these guys, or should I go ahead and pay them day one to keep them away? So, again, that, that's just another level of strategy uh, that's there. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Swim. I just want to throw that in there. No, uh, no it's, I'm glad you said it because it is important that people understand the MLE. Um, and I know a couple of people have tried to, you know, say that they have a pending offer in for a player then um, you know, want to use the MLE also. We're not doing that. If you need to be under 10 mil in available cap space, you know, you have 14 mil and you have a, a mil or an offer for 7 mil, we're not, we're not letting you do the 10 mil also because technically you don't qualify for that yet. Yep. So regardless if you win that player or not, I'm, we're not, you know, it's just, it creates too much work for us where we have to sit here and, and try and do if if statements to see if you qualify. So, well, and, and not only not only work, we had an owner last year that literally had I think he had nine point two million dollars in space, and the mid level was also nine point two. So what this guy did is he made one nine point two million dollar offer, and then came and offered another player nine point two, which in his mind was his mid level exception. Well, we had no way of you know deciphering that, so he he won the players in the wrong order or something like that. So the wrong guy ends up being designated as a mid-level, which creates other, you know, implications. Cause as you know, teams can only have one mid-level on the roster. So now there's a certain trade that he can't make simply because of that. So the number one way to avoid that, spend all your money on day one on the people that you want. Then you get to day two. That's all you got to make. It makes it very simple for you. So again, be aggressive, spend that money on day one. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So um, we've hit on the free agency as far as like what um, what we hope the plan is to be. Uh, we're going to do some, um, you know, first advance RFA, then the rest will be random signings um, up until the, that final day advance at, you know, let's say roughly 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, depending on what we um, decide. So the players that come up randomly that do not have a bid, go back into the random pool. Uh, and this basically says, okay, that player possibly may be ready to sign. And one thing I want to talk about is rather than doing maybe five polls, five names, maybe do five polls, but at least three people have to sign every advance Bingo. or something like that. Yeah. I remember us uh, doing that yeah, toward the end of day yeah. two. I remember us doing that. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, it just, it, it kind of sucks when you, uh, you know, you, you get all, you do all this work for the stream and you get ready and then three names that don't have any offers come up, and you're like, and then it sucks for the league too because that was just an hour wait, you know, wasted that, you know, no one, you know, no one signed anything, no one accomplished anything. It's you're still in the same situation, so we may do something like that, and and that'll all be um, in the write up. Um, I'm just finalizing that, and we will have everything as far as, you know, hopefully some sort of schedule, um, you know what bids can happen on what day, um, who signs what on what day. And, um, and one thing that we want to stress, though, is if you do have a player up for RFA, um, either either give one of the admins a drop dollar amount that you will not match or be available on that RFA advance because we don't want to have to make the, de- the decision for you. Because what, and I can and, tell you because what the decision is going to be is this, and, and the way it's going to work, guys, is like this. You're going to have, when that, when that advance comes up, we, you know, we understand everybody's not just sitting around and stuff like that. What I'm thinking is somewhere between, I'm thinking 15 minutes, we might go to 30. A 15-minute time for you to let someone know, 
And again, I'm probably going to be, if we haven't heard from you at first, I'm probably going to be hounding you in those 15 minutes. We're going to err on the side of when in doubt do with this. So if I don't hear from you in 15 minutes, I'm going to assume that you're matching that offer. So please don't set yourself up to just be out there and have folks raising the price on your guys and you not being able to say yes or no. Because it might get to a point that you may not want to accept that offer. I'm going to have to assume that you do. So please, when Swim sends out the outline later tonight with the times and things like that, the beauty of it is all the restricted free agents are happening at one time. So you'll know exactly when you need to be pressed. And, yeah, if, if something comes up, um, you know, shoot us a DM. Hey, I see someone, X player X, has an offer for 15 mil. That that works for me. You know, I'll do up to 20. You know, even if you don't want to tell me your, your final number because you think I'll go around and tell him other people that what you won't match. Matter of uh, fact, and you know what? Matter of fact, I'm glad Swim brought that up. I'm going to have uh, – I'm going to hit Blackheart up. And I, and I want all – anybody with a restricted free agent who don't think that they'll be a, available to be around, I'm actually want to have you get in contact with Blackheart. You send that information to him just because, you know, Swim myself could also potentially be players in free agency. So I'm going to have you guys send that information to him. And then if we can't contact you, we know that we can get in contact with him and get the information. Yeah. Um, so that'll be day one. Um, I think day one day one goes rather smoothly. Day one is the, the big names, the, the big money moves, and then the dust settles, and then we got day two. And day two is a train wreck sometimes. <laughs> you got a lot of teams. You got a, a lot of offers, uh, a lot of players. Um, and so we, we, I think we do a good job of keeping up with all the offers. And um, I know this year on the live free agency uh, spreadsheet tool, um, we are going to put names on the on the bids, yep. on the pending offers, so that we can kind of keep track of that. Because at first it was only just money. Yep. And it, it kind of came, you know, I don't I got to remember everyone's offers, uh, who removed, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna we're gonna try and include the names as well. Um, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, we will have that leaderboard up there as well uh, that helped us last year as far as ranking everyone. Um, yeah. Day two will be first part of day two will be the only the RFAs, and then we will go with a. You know, maybe a top 50 um, early signings and maybe do it in groups of 10 or yeah. um, just open it up a lot more because day two is when a lot of money is spent mm. um, by a lot of different offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the money may not be there, but there's a lot of money flying around. A lot there. of activity. A lot of activity. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of people hitting that bare minimum uh, to try and sneak a player in. So... Um, we want to we want to offer that as well, and um, and then day three, just the same as last year, we will be offering a. You can still offer a two-year deal. Um, I don't really think many people took advantage of that. Uh, actually, I think the only person that did was um, Alex when she signed. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? The Rosier. Yeah, yeah, she ended up getting him uh, to an too. MLE. Right. Yep. And uh, you can still offer the MLE on day three. So uh, we, we are still keeping up with that because I, I did like that. And then, um, but for the most part, day three will be vet men's. A lot of people just rounding out their roster. Um, so I, I, I think that it's going to go rather smoothly. Um, and then, um, I mean, we really only have one new person that hasn't done it before, um, and that's Emo. So. Well, we got a uh, – well, you know, I don't think uh... – 
Smitty and JP, I don't necessarily know if they were around either. So, uh, it, it, oh, um, yeah, JP was not. I think Smitty was. Though. Okay. Okay. So just two people. So um, either way, we yeah. got your back. And, and, and again, I, yeah. I can't I can't stress enough. It'll make it easier for you, easier for everybody. And I hate to use the word easy because we're not trying to look for easy way out. But trust me when I say. There's a reason that we raise the value of every million dollars by three points. Spend your money. Do not try to go into this thing saying that, oh, man, I see this guy like uh, hmm, Andre Robeson. Nobody's going to pay $10 million for him. I'm going to let him fall today, too, and, and try to get him for five. Trust me. Do not let somebody you think you want fall today, too. If you want somebody and you got money, spend on them. And I'm gonna put this out yep. there too. Last year, a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the teams with the lesser profile didn't win as many games. Didn't make playoffs. Trying to come in at these guys with these minimum offers again. Every dollar counts times three. Do not find yourself in a situation with a minimum offer. We we created yep. a segment now where everybody was complaining, saying money should be more important. If I'm losing, I should be able to make up with this. We've done that now. Understand why this is important. Money dictates everything. There's a money modifier. So the, based on how much money you spend is how much credit you're going to get for the other things. Your market, your play for winner, so on and so forth. You do not want to get into a minimum offer match if you're a team like, let's say, the, the, the Pelicans or the Wizards. You don't want to get into a minimum offer head-to-head with the Clippers or the 76ers. So I'm telling you again, spend the money on the guys that you want, period. Exactly. It really comes down to if you like a player, you want them, and uh, you, you need to go get them. And um, you don't have a chance to revise that offer. You don't. You get one chance at you know, that player. If if that player you know doesn't like that offer or he receives other offers or later, you try and get cheap and offer him the bare minimum and then – Teams are coming in, you know, with real offers. You're screwed. Absolutely. Um, so, um, and that's what we like about it. And yes, we are going to keep bidding, you know, open to everyone so everyone can see other bids. I know some people have a, had an issue with that, but um, we just can't really create a trust system that people think that no one's going to, you know, keep not looking at these bids. Correct. But uh, but you know, I always say, you know. What the hell? It, it, it doesn't have to be a secret. You know, once the clock strikes 12 and this thing opens up, you know, I, I don't think the the Lakers right now in real life, I don't think they're making it any secret that they're going after LeBron James. You know, it's all when, – when, when that contract offer comes out, it's all public knowledge. So what you need Especially, to do is put an offer out there that's so aggressive that other people don't even want to go up against it. If there's somebody yep. that you want, you know, pay for them, period. And, and you know, speaking on that, I'm looking now, Swim, and uh, – I think something that shocked the league was actually when the uh, when the Thunder relinquished the cap hold on Anthony Davis. I don't think any of us were, uh, you know, were, were expecting expecting that. What's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, there was uh, there's been a couple of surprising moves. Um, the Thunder with Davis was um, interesting because I don't know if 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 it was a mistake or if he was just kind of thinking you know, maybe changes needed and maybe Anthony Davis didn't have as big of an impact on the games, you know, that just had finished because he just, just did lose to red. Yeah. So maybe it was just a little sour grapes and all right, you know, you didn't help me win. 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. Um, but it looks like he's rebounded pretty nicely with Harden now and um, Bradley Beal. It'll be interesting to see what yeah. point guard he gets or if, if Harden is the new point guard. Well, that's what, um, I'm, that's what I'm looking at. You know, when I look at that team, um, I see Harden as the primary ball handler. And, and with that use, I mean, we could be, you know, looking at Harden getting close to, if not, you know, averaging a, a triple-double. I see a gaping hole in the middle now. And there's been a lot of chatter about one key center, Andre Drummond. I know the Blazers and the Jazz have been pretty – don't be surprised when I look at some of these rosters from some of these contenders, the Thunder, the Clippers, like that. Andre Drummond could be a nice fit there. And then when the Thunder made those moves to free up the money that he needs to go after a guy like that, you know, don't be surprised if we see some of these, uh, some of these big dog players get into running for some of these guys like Drummond. What are your thoughts on um, – I've been a lot of chatter, too, about, about Rodney Hood and, uh, and, and Zach Levine. What do you think about them, Sam? Um, I, I know the Bucks really like Zach Levine, and, uh, and I'm sure that they're going to make that uh, max offer. Uh, I've seen the Wizards kind of going after Rodney Hood. I've also seen the Lakers going after Rodney Hood. Um, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what team um, really – you know, there's – there's a lot of smoke right now. It, it, it kind of goes with any draft. Any draft that you see, a lot of people are showing their hand, but it's really not their hand. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I don't even really understand why teams are even saying what their targets are um, because, one, it really serves no purpose. You're not going to scare anyone off. Uh, the Jazz aren't scaring anyone off of Drummond. The Blazers aren't <laughs> scaring any, you know. You know, no one's scared of those teams. Now, if you're an elite team and you want to scare people, okay, I, I, I can, I can believe that. Right. But let's not, let's not pretend that, that people are really scared of these lower market losing teams. Because frankly, I know the Lakers aren't. I know the Thunder aren't. I know the Bucks aren't. So I, I think it's a lot of smoke right now. Um, I'm gonna tell you a team swim that he, he's been very quiet. But I'm interested to see what he's going to do, and, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm looking right now, sixty-two million dollars in free space. Been very quiet, but you know that's T Dot. He's not in the chat a lot. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think he might. Uh, I think he might come out on day one with some with some aggressive offers uh, on some people that folks might not expect, and then be able to uh, steal some players. Because that's the big thing about this year's class is a lot of people say that they're going to be saving money for next year when we're probably looking at the greatest, deepest free agent class we've ever seen. So because of that, could somebody like a Gordon Haywood, a Blake Griffin, a Kyle Lowry, maybe some, maybe a team or a franchise who normally wouldn't have a shot at landing that type of talent, just because this year you may have people trying to hold on to money, they might end up being in a situation where they could get a couple of those guys. So it's, it's, going, to be, uh, it's going to be interesting and exciting to see. Yeah, for for uh, and also, um, I mean, I know we just had some big news with the uh, Seattle SuperSonics. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting a brand new building and brand new city and whatnot. I mean, that's a team with a lot of money. And, a lot of money. Yep. And it, it'll be interesting. I, I know Rob has been, you know, plotting and, and kind of strategizing to see how he thinks free agency is going to play out. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who he targets to um, move that. You know, be the freight. The face of that Sonics franchise. Yeah, that's true. The face of the Sonics. The, the the problem with the Grizzlies is the Grizzlies had money last year, and I don't really know if I trust T Dot to make the the right moves. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's just he's not that involved, or 
didn't understand it, but he had a lot of money last year and he didn't do anything with it. So um, we will see what he, uh, what he turns those Grizzlies into. Now, what do you um, think about, uh, now what do you think about red and the Clippers? Uh, again, he's sitting there, made his first finals appearance. Uh, and he's sitting here with max cap space again with, with Kawhi and clay already locked in. So, I mean, he could be a player who you think, uh, what do you think some of his targets might be? Uh, the Clippers. Yeah. Um, I think the Clippers need a big man. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers go after an Andre Drummond. Um, I'm trying to think. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, but I I think he's going to be a little scared off of Anthony Davis uh, because there are a lot of big names going after Anthony Davis, the Knicks. Um, You know, even your Lakers are possibly, um, you know, in in thinking about him. Um, Maybe a Draymond Green might be a good fit for the Clippers. Um, you know, a nice little defensive uh, power forward who can shoot and kind of run that offense and give uh, Kawhi a break. Right, um, right. Kind of reunite Clay and uh, Draymond. That would be a nice little uh, – have a nice little middle there with those three. Um, I don't know. And also maybe a Kyle Lowry could fit in the Clippers' plans. I know uh, Red likes to have a point guard that can shoot. Um, yeah. And get, uh, get I was looking at involved. That. Yeah, I was looking at that because, uh, you know, he's got DeJounte Murray as a restricted free agent. So, I was looking at Murray. He got 87 potential, knockdown shooter. So, he could be one of the restricted free agents where if the offers creep up, I wonder, you know, what number Red got in his head to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm past him and I'm going to go, you know, after one of these other point guards uh, that's out there. So, that'll be interesting to pay attention to as well. Yeah, I don't see Red being patient and waiting for next free agency. I feel like he's going to make a move now. Uh, I don't – feel like he really does like a long-term plan. I think he's very short-sighted. So it will be interesting to see. Tim and VZ, I don't really think can be patient. I don't know. I mean, they're right. both high-strung, very now-now-now type type of guys. And VZ has a ton of money, and he keeps saying he's going to hold it if he doesn't miss on a couple of his targets and just wait till next year. But is he really going to sit there with – 90 million or 80 million in, in free cap space and just take that men's <laughs> right. Yeah. Nope. That's why I like. Can you, re- can you really see somebody like that sitting through all the action, all the stuff going on in the chat? You know, if, if we know anything, uh, <laughs> last year, he spent, they're going to make sure that they're the center of attention. We know that so. last year he spent every single cent he possibly could in free agency. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he didn't waste one cent. So, um, yeah, it'll be I'm going to tell you, this is something else, and this is something else, too, Swim, that I'm looking at. And I don't know if a lot of people realize it, but we had the highest luxury tax payout yet. Yeah. It was it was 97 XP per team. And when you think about it, look at some of these teams that could potentially be pushed into the luxury for next season because of their restricted free agents. The first one that comes to mind, the Philadelphia 76 You know, we know Ben Simmons uh, is in for a max contract. Uh, but he's also got Jamal Murray, yep. a key bench contributor up there. You know, we kind of have to wonder what number does Randy got in his head because the thing is this, luxury or not, there's certain levels to it. You don't pay as much of a tax for being $10 million over as you would being 50 So that's kind of something for the rest of the league to think about is that, man, we know we got somebody like this in the luxury. That tax could end up being huge, giving us a lot of XP to not only develop our players, but give us a lot of points to be able to use the packages heading into this next free agency. So again, yeah. it's all it's all a strategy. It's all a game. You gotta teams really gotta understand what that that financial situation is, and how how much do they value that player? 
I mean, everyone seems to value Jamal Murray, but then I watch Rain streams, and Jamal Murray's just a guy. I don't see him going out for 30, 20, because he doesn't need to. But, you know, does Rain think he can survive without Jamal Murray? Right. I think I think he can, but um, and is a max worth the you know is a max deal worth finding out? <laughs> bingo, yeah, yeah bingo. <laughs> yeah, so we will we will find out. But uh, no, that's all I got, man. Like I know you said you're working on the uh, you know you're gonna have an outline and stuff for everybody. So you know I'm sure there'll be more questions that we open uh that we open to answer. You got anything else for me? Um, no, I think we're good. Um, I will have the outline uh later. Well, let's say tomorrow. I don't want to promise anything and then not uh, deliver. Let's. Um, I'm not sure if they are playing game three, but right now it is uh, Philly 2-0. Uh, they have just landed in Philly, so I'm assuming they are going to be uh, tipping off rather quickly. Hopefully they, they uh, finish tonight and we can uh, check out the retirements. Absolutely. Uh, I know uh, Paul Gasol is a name that uh, you're looking to see if he finally uh, calls it quits. Uh, Tyson Chandler may be calling it quits. I know, um, not sure if he wants to move to Seattle, so we will, uh, we'll, we'll see. see on that. I'm not sure what other, other, uh, old players are still around. Um, but yeah, so that's all I got. I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, stopping by and Absolutely. taking your time out of your day and we'll, uh, we'll get this uh, out today and, um, yeah. Look forward to uh, the finals finishing up. So, Right on. Hey, and good luck, everybody. Happy spending, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Talk to you later. All right, bro. All right.